thanks for joining us on another episode here of About Faith. Uh, we glad that everybody comes back. And today we have a special episode. Uh, we have three, I'll say great, two great men of God and one man of God. <laughs> we have now we have three great men to got here uh, today, and uh, thought it would be great to just have uh, you know three fathers we can kind of have a discussion on you know men, men of God being Christian fathers, which is not a good topic, no, not a topic that you hear a lot. It is a great topic, but I, you don't hear people talk about that nowadays. Man, we have a lot of things being talked about, so I'm glad that you know anybody that you came. So wherever you're listening to this on, go ahead and share it. You know, like, subscribe. I'm sure that there's something that somebody out there will be able to get from somewhere. So we're gonna I'm gonna go ahead and introduce everybody. Uh we have uh I would I would say all my friend, my brother, we all see in the same church. So we have Elder Paul Taylor. I think he might be the oldest person here. He's pretty old now. Um <laughs> we have uh brother Lynn Charles and brother Charlie. Uh how y'all doing today? Doing just fine. Glad to be here. I'm glad that y'all stopped by. Uh, I know y'all have a lot to say, uh, especially being Christian fathers. I'm, I've been able to watch uh, close and afar for everybody, right? And uh, I can tell that you all do a great job, right? And not only that, but not only are you just working with in your own family, but even at church, I see you all work with other young men, which is important, right? Like it takes a village to raise people, and I believe – that that's something we can end up, you know, talking about a little later. But uh, in this society where I feel like the definition of a man has been skewed, right? Big we time. don't really know. <laughs> we don't really know what a man may be nowadays, right? Like people are trying to redefine <laughs> everything, right? And so I, 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 I know I did this last year, but I, I, I don't think it's uh, out out of order to try to do it again, right? What, what? How, how would you define what a man is? Well, if you go strictly to the dictionary, right. first thing it says, a man in relation to his child or children. Um, in so many words, a man is just, it's, 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 it's the head, it's the identity that a, a every young man, every young uh, girl looks to right. um, as far as placing things in order, you know. Mm-hmm. Being a man is more than just, hey, I made a baby. I think we all know that. Um, being a man is more than just, you know, you have a beard, maybe, you know, muscles and things like that. It's, it's more than that. Right. Being a man to me is, is, is for as a male, you know, according to the word, you know, it's, it's a male figure who takes precedence in his home and he provides for the home. He's, he's the protector. Um, he's, he's like a lion in so many words. You know, he's looking out over um, his, 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 his group. And he's he's watching them day and night, you know. Um, he sacrifices for them. Mm-hmm. He he gives himself for them, you know. That to me, that's that's a man, you know. Um, we have a whole lot of examples, but the ones that's close to me is my own father. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've seen him sacrifice for us, you know, uh, putting his his needs on the back burner just to make sure that our, our needs were met, and how. Um, he was stern when he needed to be. Uh, he was encouraged when he needed to be. But everything was all around, you know, uh, and, and wrapped up in love. And he's 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 been my my greatest example of what a man is. Because I think without him, man, I'd probably be in some some of everything, you know, doing God knows what. But 
Leave that somewhere. I like that. Uh, Charles, he talked about men have to sacrifice. What are some sacrifices that would define like that? What men have to do? I'm gonna go back to uh, when I was writing it down. He was talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, how his father mm-hmm. was the example, right? And I think that's what we need now. We need a lot more fathers being an example, yes, sir, to their kids, right? Uh, it shows them how to deal with things, right. how to um, cope with certain things. Um, one thing that I saw my father do was he sacrificed with his time. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked 12 hours, probably worked nights about the whole time. He's now working like 12 hour shifts. But the thing was, one thing I saw him do, it was five of us, four boys, one girl. And this man actually built, he didn't go out and buy. He went and built a basketball goal. Was went and found uh, a goal that my auntie had, <laughs> trimmed the thing out, put the backboard side on there, put the rim on there, put the nets on there. And that was probably one of the best things that I will never, ever forget. <laughs> but you ask the question, what are some of the sacrifices? It is your time. Mm-hmm. It is your effort trying to teach and trying to raise. Uh, sometimes, you know, fathers, we may miss the mark from time to time. But you, although it's within the interest, the thing is, is that you have to know that you're raising up another generation. Right. You're raising up kids that are going to be not only individual contributors to society, but they're also going to be men of God, women of God. And taking that time out to even pray for them, pray with them, talk with them. And really, uh, something I was thinking about today was pay attention to them. Right. Um, your little girls, your little boys, and I know a lot of times I always say pay attention to your little girls, but you got to pay attention to the boys as well. Mm-hmm. Just the mannerisms, the things that they do, how they act, how they react. And what you'll find out is, um, what what is that when you – when you jump rope and you're trying to get in, what, what is the double dutch? Double, yeah, is it double dutch? Double dutch. Yeah. yeah, you got to know when to get in because if you're paying attention to those particular mannerisms and how they feel about certain things, and uh, you can kind of see how they perceive certain things, you jump in at the right time if you're really paying attention to them. You can either project something, or you could, if you don't get in there at the right time, you could miss the mark and they wind up getting into something that they shouldn't. Right. Yeah, you you definitely got to. I think that's one of the biggest things as far as sacrifices to come. What, what do you got to add to that, Charlie? As far as what it, what is, how would you define what a man is? Um, I would say that I I would define a man as um you know definitely as my sentiments the same as well um definitely a leader you know I think a man is just um develops his own uh, idea of what a leader is in the home. Right. Um, and even if you're a single, you know, man, you know, you can you can still be a leader, you know, in, uh, in that right. You don't necessarily have to be a father to be a man, right? Right, right, right. Um, but I think, a, I think a man, especially like a young man, he should always have his uh, life in order, so to speak. I know that's kind of hard to do without a father because – you know, we live in a in a society in a country that um, 
you know, the, the, that's lacking in that area. Right, right, right. Like a right. lot of fathers are present in the home, and without a father being present in the home, then, you know, they how can that young man be all that he can be right. without, you know, his father there daily to guide him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's always, I think it's always something, you know, um, that, that, you know, if a father can be there, you know, every single day, that young man will turn out better. Statistics shows that, right? Right, right. Um, right. But I think it's, it's definitely, it's not impossible because, you know, there are stories out there where, you know, boys grow up to be men and they do it with their mom. You know, they do it with their mom in their life. They may have a mentor or they may seek out, um, you know, other ways of learning just to become the man that they think they should be. Um, but I, I definitely believe that if um, if a young adult, you know, as, as a, a young male has the, the, the right mindset to want to become a man in his own right, then he'll definitely be one that, you know, just takes care of business and um, takes care of his goals in order to one day, you know, maybe have a family and to uh, to be the leader of that family. But I think the ultimate, ultimately, I think what defines a man is um, how he leads. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And because in in that right and in that regard, like if he if he leads, then he's going to always not necessarily be selfish, right? You know what I mean? Because he will always look out for others. Yeah. You know, he'll always. Um, the, the, his actions won't be selfish, so they won't be as uh, as careless. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. And, and so we kind of define what a man is, and us, us all being Christian <coughs> men of God, I don't want to go too far without. I mean, because I feel like society outside of just coming to God, we don't even have just basic morals anymore right yeah, like yeah. and so sometimes it's good to talk about just basic morals like you all have fathers in the home right and you see how you turned out to be good man i know you said it's not it's 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 not far-fetched and it's it's not it's not difficult for you not to become a good man but right. like you, you talked about seeing somebody in the home do right. it it gives you that example and how much better off and it, it lets you know which way you should go and things you should do. And it gives you that example to follow, right? That's Jesus came so we could see mm-hmm. he didn't just come and die. Right. He lived so we can have an example so we can know how we should do things. And it's, it's the same way, right? With a father, right? You could, if you give your children the example of how things should go, they know, right? Whether it's a little girl, right? She'll know, oh, this is where the man is, right? right, right, uh, right, right you right. have a You have a son, he's like, this is where the man should be. And so now they see these examples. and But I want to talk about, I know the statehood of, like, the state of fatherhood in America is trash. Like, trash. <laughs> trash, yeah, right? Yeah. That's just what it is, right? Um, but let's talk about, like, Christian fathers. Like, what does it mean to be a Christian father? And I'll just throw it out there. Whoever wants to jump in, you know, we're just having a conversation. So whoever wants to jump in and start off, what does it mean to be a Christian father? And does that differ? Is that different from what? we're seeing today i think a lot of to be a christian father would be to raise to be an example to your family mm-hmm. not just your kids but to your family mm-hmm. that's the whole point uh, if you're going to be a man and you're going to have a family you're going to be somebody that's going to take care of that family provide for that family uh provide safety for that family and 
from the spiritual side, be the priest of that home. Right, right. You know, that that's exactly exactly what you're going to do. But to be a Christian father in the home, what it means, it means that I'm seeking God mm-hmm. consistently right. on a constant and consistent basis to ensure that my family has the best chance possible. I love uh, Job mm-hmm. when it talked about how Job uh, gave, uh, uh, what was it, sacrifices, but he did it for his family, even if they did something. Right. You know, uh, against God, he he presented a sacrifice to God for them, and I believe that a Christian father, a Christian man, does that for his family. Not saying that his family is sinning and doing something out of the way, but you're watching how things are going. You're paying attention to the wife. You're paying attention to the kids. You're paying attention to certain things, and, and I'll be honest, you're paying attention to. If you're spiritual like you're supposed to, you're paying attention to certain spirits that might be trying to creep in. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about certain uh, spiritual things that are creeping into the church, and the pastor has to be aware of that, and he addresses that. And it's the same thing as the man of the house, the the, the priest at home. You got to make sure that certain things aren't creeping in, and you got to learn and know when to pray against those things and, right. and protect your family against those things. Uh, I've heard my parents and other parents talk about uh, walking through the house and praying at night. And I actually have had my experience doing that. Uh, a lot of times, it, 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 once you're prayerful, a lot of times God will lead you not only to pray about certain things in the middle of the night, but he'll lead you to things that aren't just right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what he's leading you to, it's a door that hadn't been opened as of yet. But if you, fi- if you find yourself sensitive to the voice of God, you can prevent those things. But when you ignore those things, that's when things start to open up. But being a Christian father means everything that these, uh, that Paula said, that Charlie said is being that leader to be being aware. Being a Christian father really means being aware, not only taking care of the natural piece of it, but taking care of the, the, the spiritual piece of it. I t- so yeah. So me, you start talking, my brain, I'm listening. Right. So he starts talking about, he, he, he mentioned like, Sometimes there's spirits trying to creep in. What are some of those things you see as a Christian father? Because somebody else, they may not be there yet, right? They may need to know, like, I need to look out for this. What are some of those things? I mean, and you all have, again, kids at different ages. So what what are some of those things that you've seen being a parent that you was like, okay, yeah, this is something you have to kind of watch out for because the enemy tries to come in this way. Is there something that you maybe saw, Paul, like seeing your kids grow up and, and, and it's like, okay, I, I have to pay attention here. I have to be more aware here because he talked about being aware. What is something that you can give to somebody to let them know? Like, hey, man, this is some things you, you may have to start hiding your senses for. Um, I, I think the first thing is you have to know your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's the main thing is because if, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll put everything in the, in, in the spirit basket. Right. And ignore the natural side of who they are. Mm-hmm. In so many words, we'll focus on them being, you know, this great wonder in Christ, but you don't even know that they're character. You don't even know right. what makes them laugh right. and right. sad, things like that. So uh, to me, it was understanding who my my children, well, who my kid is, or who he was, rather, well, stuff, who my kid is. Right. And so once I understood that, then it helped me understand who or how the enemy was trying to come in and to affect that. Mm-hmm. So one thing I, we noticed about Paul, uh, 
Paul is, for whatever reason, only God knows, he's like a natural leader. Mm-hmm. Um, the apostle? No, not, not, <laughs> not. <laughs> that. That Paul is long gone. So. <laughs> but but he, <laughs> only you. But even when he was a kid, his his teachers would say kids just gravitate to him. Like he, he could be in the room, mind his business, a group would come up, and for you know it, whatever he said, they kind of did. So with with that type of influence that he would have, we I began to watch the people that were coming around him. Because you have some people they and even, and even today, you know, we, we've all been in people who come around you not because they're really into you or they're concerned about you, but it's the influence that you have on others right. and they want to benefit from it. Right. So knowing that that was one of the things that he carried or that he had, we had to watch it. You know, who was coming in, who wasn't coming in. Uh, if, if we, and one thing I've learned as a father that when it came to my wife, whatever that motherly intuition kicked in and said, hey, I ain't feeling good about it, we're going with it. Because right. it's like it never without it never failed. Right. She was always right. So it may have been, you know, times where uh kids may have tried to bully him. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, I'm praying about it, but at the same time I have to come in and have to give him the natural side of this is how you handle this. Right. You know, you stand firm, you don't back down. You know, if it's right, you stand up for right. You know, if it's foolishness, walk away from it. Right. You know, you don't you don't have to you don't lift your hands unless you have to, meaning they have touched you first. Right. But other than that, walk away from it. It ain't, it ain't that big of a deal. And so Paul out here promoting his kids to violence. No, I'm not. <laughs> he basically is telling him that you win some and you lose some. <laughs> <You lose him. laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but in some of the words, it's just things like that, even to the point where he had moments where he, he had doubt, he had depression, you know, and knowing him, I, I saw it. So being that parent, like like he said, uh, uh, knowing when to jump in and when not to, you know, because if you're looking this way and he's over here jumping, you're going to miss it every time. So it was th- things like that. But the main thing was knowing who he was, paying attention to to them at all times. How do, how do you get to know your kid? Because some people, they may not know, right? Like time, you talked about sacrificing time, but let's be honest, life gets busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but that's the thing, though. Like, even though life get busy, like, because that is the most precious, uh, I want to say asset, you mm-hmm. know, that God gives you um, is kids, right? I remember I, I was telling a, a elder, um, hey, I'm having another kid, right? And he, you know, he's uh, one of my mentors. And he was like, you know, oh, you know, the Lord blesses them. He's What did he say? He said, um, uh, the Lord is keeping your quiver full. And I was like, <laughs> what? I, I had to go look that, it up. <laughs> that wasn't my quote, so I don't know which mentor you're no, talking but, about. No, I mean, but I had to go look it up. And in that regard, what he's saying is that God literally blesses you with children. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this, this, it's a blessing. So um, just, just like Paul said, like, you have to realize that as you're building your life, right, like, you have – I have I have goals I have goals of my own. Right. I have goals with my wife and right. I have goals as a family, right? Yeah. That I want me personally to do. Like I have things to do me. I want my wife, you know, her dreams to come true, so we have to be aligned in that regard and then as a family, I would like to see my family at a certain place whether it be financial or spiritual or, you know, let's start incorporating this, you know, as they get older or whatnot. So you realize that 
you know, especially as you have a family and a Christian family that obviously money is not everything, but you need that in order to, you know, continue to build. And so one of my top pillars, you know, as, you know, as a man myself is my family. So no matter what comes along, no matter what comes along through life, you realize that you invest time there, you mm-hmm. invest money there, you invest patience there, you invest your prayers there, mm-hmm. right? It's not just with yourself, it's not just, you know, with you and your your spouse, but it's also with you and each and every one of your kids. And that's how you, you know, yep. begin to see something's different. You know, sometimes it just may be a change in character, mm-hmm. you know what I'm right. saying? Because they're getting older and, you know, that's fine. But you will realize if you really vested, like you will realize that something is not right. And and me, myself, I'm the type of person to where my daughter, you know, my oldest daughter, she doesn't like to really, uh, you know, I mean, she's a character, but. When it comes she to like, honestly. she honestly. do, you know what I mean? <laughs> honestly. Honestly. I'm a, I'm, now listen, he already said it. We're <laughs> to go back and revisit it. You know, nah, but um, but like she's she's like the type of person that basically I'm just trying to get her to express herself. You know, like whatever you feel, like just let me know whatever that is. And sometimes, you know, we have to we go out, we go have fun, and in that fun. You know, hey, did you have did you have a good time? Yada yada yada. What's going on in your mind? You know what I'm saying? And it's not that direct. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you know, I noticed that you know you're getting older or whatever, whatever. Do you like this now? Are you into this? Like, what are the things that you're into? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and honestly, like I try to be into some of those things. Right. She like Roblox. I need to be on the game too sometimes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> and because and, and and honestly, like it may not even be my thing, but because it interests you. And I want to show that I'm also interested in your life, then I'm going to be interested in it. And it, it may not have to be for, you know, I'm on the game every time that you on the game, but I need to know what you see, you know, especially in this world that we coming up right. in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially like as the digital platform begins to expand, I need to know what you're into. And that's how you begin to to stay in the mix. Yeah. I, and so, I like because he talked about priests and he's talking about being there. I love that you talked about being. A priest, you know that, right? Was that the priest provider, protector, right? So we, we, I love that, and y'all, y'all are hitting on like being, being there. Is it a difference? Because y'all, you, you about to have the boy, but y'all already have the boy and the girl. Is it a difference from being there for a boy and a girl and paying attention because things may come? So yes, <laughs> you hit on that one first, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say with the boy, um. I, I, I was I was talking to him today, and I would have to say that my he he's a he's a great son. He's never given me any problems whatsoever, and I can absolutely appreciate that. Uh, one thing I I've always done is kept him close to the voice, mm-hmm. understanding that I was raising a young man, mm-hmm. and that's that's huge. Um, but one thing I used to tell him all the time, uh, Paul hit on it exactly you don't want to always hit on the spiritual side of it because there is a natural side of it. So you want to know that spiritual side. And one thing I know that as a young man is growing up, his mind starts to mature. Right. So, and he will tell you this probably from the ages, probably started at 11. I would tell him that, you know, you're going to start forming your own opinions about things, you know, probably about about five to 10. Mm -hmm. You're going to tell him to do whatever. 
it don't matter if they get mad or not. They probably won't even get mad. It's like, oh, man, you know, got to go do it and it's done. Right. Five seconds later, they good to go. But that 11, 12, and 13, they start to form certain opinions. They start to see things for themselves. And that's really where you have to really pay attention to what you're doing and how you're acting and reacting. And then from 13, 14, 15, I would tell him the same exact thing. You know, he would just come out, yeah, you keep telling me. And he just turned 16. Well, uh, I believe it was last month he just turned 16. And the way that I know him is because I've always talked to him. I would take him out. We go for rides. I don't care if we just went and got fries and coke. Yeah. Something of that nature. That's what we would go and do. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was it was something to open up. And sometimes I would just, you know, I, I would always tell him. And I would talk to Paul about this sometimes, too. I would always tell him. Because Paul's son is a little bit older than mine. So, you know, right. he kind of shares some things. But I would always let him know, you know, you can talk freely. You just let me know. But just kind of staying in front of him. That way, I know that if something was to happen, he can always come back right. and talk to me. You know, it, it was one of those things that I made sure that my son knows already, and I can appreciate that. With my daughter, and, and let me let me rewind the tape back even further. Uh, we all have boys, so when I had my boy, I promise you, when we found out at the doctor, I was jumping around, dancing. I told you I was doing, <laughs> but I was dance. I was so happy. That I had my boy. I wanted my boy first. I got him first. You know, I was happy about it. When I had the girl, it's not that I wasn't happy, but I was like, man, I went like 18 years into the future real quick. <laughs> I was thinking I was going to have to hit somebody in their throat or something. <laughs> or something. I didn't know what I was going to do. But with my so little. So y'all got together on promoting violence. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. You, you, you missed the point. <laughs> you missed the point. But my girl is, she's a. She's very unique. Um, she sees things. She's very soft heart, very kind heart, very very kind heart, very sweet. And to your point, some things you just have to get involved in. You you have to see them. Sometimes when she wants to talk, I'm listening. You know, some, and, and granted, you know, she can have conversations. But when I would pick up from school, I'm there. I'm there. I'm listening to her. How was your day? And she would tell me every single step, but a lot of times that's what a lot of females are here to see <laughs> right. is so they don't have that male figure right. to sit there and listen to them. Right. You got to sit there and listen and take it. it. It doesn't matter whether, you know, what she may be saying is, you know, something that you're not necessarily interested in, but sometimes we just get into it. Every now and again, man, my little girl, we'll just do something off the wall and just crazy. We'll hug, we'll start bouncing, we'll start jump, just Something yeah. off the cuff, but and for both of them, as far as knowing your kids, as far as both of them, it's just keeping it here mm-hmm. so that if they need to talk about something, they can talk about it. Yeah. I know I can go to daddy. I know I can go to mommy. <clears throat> and at the same time, you're not introducing them to or allowing them to be introduced to something out there where the streets are teaching rather than teaching them at house. How, how do you, when do you start developing that in them to know? I can come to my parents. And when they uh, start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and I, can I add something to that before yeah, yeah. you go for it? Because y'all kids are, y'all teenagers. Right, right. <laughs> How do you hold it in when it's something that it's, you didn't want to hear? sensitive. Yeah. Because, no. you know, somebody, they may re- react in the wrong way. And right. now 
the kid is like, oh, you say I can come to you about anything, right. but your reaction right. the wrong way could prevent that, right? And that's not what you want, right? As a priest, you want to know so you can know what to pray for. Right. As a protector, you want to know so you can know what to protect them from. And so you don't want to push them away. Now I can't protect you. I can't be there for you. So how do you keep, for lack of a better word, your cool in those moments? Well, I mean, like you said, I have an 18-year-old now, so he's a young man. And I have two 11-year-olds. Um, as he stated, boy and girl, it's different from night and day. <laughs> like I, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, Absolutely. it's so – Pressure. Pressure. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Because it's it's one where if they were like, you know, 18, 10, and 5. Right. But the fact that I have a boy and girl same age, Caden is very, his heart is, is gold. Uh, wisdom, I mean, y'all have all talked to him. You Sometimes makes you scratch your head like, how old are you? Old soul. Old soul. <laughs> but he's just as goofy as any other 11-year-old. Now, Kaylee, on the other hand, She's quiet, you know, his daughter and her, they're the best friends, and uh, they basically adopted your daughter, so, I mean, hey, huh. yeah, <laughs> nice. hey, that's what they do. So, <laughs> but the, the main thing is, I've learned with the oldest one, is that you can't put that statement out there and not be true to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as soon as they can tell that I cannot trust you, they're going to hold you to that one mistake or that one mishap in, in the sense of if they couldn't, if he couldn't handle this, right. then when it for something that's major, he's going to blow his, he's going to blow his cap. So I, I can't bring it to him. So the one thing I, I know that have helped me is that I have to realize at the end of the day, these are my kids. They're a soul. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather that you feel so comfortable talking to me about whatever it is, and, and since you know we're real, sex, drugs, uh, peer pressure, um, me, your mama, school, whatever, whatever, come talk because if if, if that door is ever closed, yeah. it's gonna take mm-hmm. Jesus and everything. Well, all you need is Jesus, but it's gonna take everything that you know to get that window or that door to back uh, to open back up. Because the main thing is trust. Yeah, and if I can't trust my parent, mm-hmm. right, right. then who else can I turn to? And what that does, it opens us another door for the enemy to come yes. in and say, hey, Absolutely. your dad, you know, if you tell your dad this, he ain't going to listen to you. Or, you know, and, and one thing, I'm big on, my dad was a talker. Uh, he still is a talker. And <laughs> <laughs> to sit in a conversation with him, you may get a question out, but the rest of the time you just, you know, and, and I think as he gets older, it becomes... I ain't gonna say worse. It's a good thing, for you, know, you know. It waxes worse and worse. It, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the fact that he's here for me to hear it is great. Right, but the right. thing I learned that the one thing that I didn't get the chance to do, I didn't get the chance to voice my thoughts. Right. I didn't get to voice my concerns and my, you know, my frustrations. It was also it, what it did. It, it it made me shut down. So a lot of things where I needed to talk, mm-hmm. but because I kind of already knew where it was going to go. Yeah. I said, okay, I'm good. Yeah. You know, he'll ask, you know, like, I'm fine. Right. But then inside, I'm struggling. Like, right, I need right, your right. help. So. And you know what? If I could just speak to that, you know what's crazy and that what a lot of people, I don't know if they understand is that you, I think people forget, like, as your kid is growing, you should be growing. Yes, sir. Exactly. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? 
And because because when something happens, you know, you can't always have the same mind that you do about mm-hmm. that one particular thing. You right. know what I mean? Right. And I know that the like one of the things that we as men, moms may be the same way, but I know one thing for sure that we as men, we're ready to pounce right on, you know, like the issue or we ready to mm-hmm. cover Try to it. Fix it. You know, yeah, we're ready to fix it. Right, right, right. We like to fix things. No, he's yeah. like, well, now wait a minute. Yeah. Let me tell you what you do about that. You know what I mean? But um, but absolutely, just like Paul said, like sometimes you have to realize that, you know, as your kid is growing, like so should you be growing. Mm-hmm. And you should also be growing, not just, you know, spiritually, but like mentally and be more um, embracing. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially, I mean, all I know for right now, you know, is it being embracing as a girl dad. You know what I'm saying? But God has changed yes, it. Yes, he has. <laughs> he uh, put it in Nod's plan. No, but, um, you know, but it, it's really just taught me, you know, just how, especially Carrie, like, it's taught me how to be more open-minded. You know what I mean? Because, as you know, things are going to happen, you know, and if you just continue to butt up against it, you know, kick against the prick, mm-hmm. and that everything is going to come subject to this right here, and obviously the Word of God is going to be there, the Spirit of God right. is going to be there, but you just like as a Christian parent, like if you just continue to not be open, you know, like even in, in heart and in mind, then you'll miss a lot of things. And that's where wisdom comes in. Man. That's right. Because a lot of times you, you can hold firm to what you believe or maybe like this, what you've been taught. Right. And so I had to realize one day, um, matter of fact, Paul had did something. My dad was there and he made the statement, you, you know, you, you need to get that. And I thought about it. I'm like, and I, and, I, and I had to stand up against him. I said, I'm not going to whoop him from being who he is. Right, right, That's his right, character. And that goes right. back to knowing your kid. That's right. right. And because I know him, then I know, okay, I know how to check him. But then I also know this is just him being him. I'm not going to chisel him down to be this right here right, right. when God has given me and shown me right. this is who he is. Right. And he's that way for a right. purpose. I, so, I, and then, too, you know what's crazy? Because, like, sometimes, and, and I'll let you yeah. hold, hold that thought. No, but like sometimes it's crazy because just as you said, like we have this is what my kid's gonna be, and then they Mm -hmm. turn out this This is is where they're being, and you keep trying to make them be this, you know, instead of accepting it. So that also goes into how do you jump in front of it? Yeah, yeah, and and I'm I'm might pick on you a little bit, CJ, but when my son was growing up. He used to, and just a, a real simple, simple illustration. I dress the way that I do. I always have. And my son, when he started to kind of, uh, I guess, put his clothes together, this and that, he'd always put that top button on. And oh, like I said, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't, <laughs> I, 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 I hate, I, I hate, not nah, button this top button. I don't know why. He got, he got too much chest hair. That's what he Taco. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't stand that. But, when he was and he did he was doing that at maybe before 10 9 10 mm-hmm. but i had to realize that i had to let him be who he was right. Right. and not try to dress him the way that right. i dressed him that's one of the reasons why i didn't want a junior and be personally that was me because i didn't want him to have to live up to right. my name right or anything i wanted him to have his own identity and that's something very very small when talking about clothing and right, names. right. 
but when you want to talk about a person's personality and who they are and, and what they have the potential of being, you kind of project yourself onto them, and before you know it, they're kind of pushing you away. Right. Because it, they always feel like, you know, I have to live up to what yep. you are. Yep. No, I want you to be your own your person. Own, that's so right, right. What right. these guys are saying is very, very true. You got to let them be who they are. And you have to know them. You have to pay attention to them so that you do know and know where to push, where to pull, you know, uh, where to be, where to be firm. And that's, that's really one of the <clears throat> main things. I think we all can attest to the fact that our fathers were old school. I know my father was old school you know it was almost like my way or the highway it doesn't take it doesn't take away from who he was i had a very i'm proud of my father I, let, let me definitely say that um he taught me some things that i think after maybe two years out, out of being out of the house a light bulb just said ding this is what this man has been trying to tell me this whole entire time and i'm kind of going off on a tangent and I know me and Paul have talked about it, but sometimes with raising our own boys, you want to make sure that you're putting in them what they need. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're about to send them out to society. And they are. At the end of the day, they are a reflection of you. Right. But at the same time, too, reflection or not, you want to make sure that I'm putting somebody out there that's going to not only do right by God, but do right by by society. Right. So, so I know we talked about like the natural and having them come to you so once they come to you how, how do you because we are we got them in right so we that's what we do how do you get that transition to having those natural conversations like okay because truth be told right you never know right they might be like okay just i just need you to be my daddy first not not right. not the minister right. i don't need you know what <laughs> i mean i don't need i don't need preacher of the house get like, your, uh, let me get a reader right. like you don't need that. Like, you know what i mean but still you still have to use but scripture you know, too right, yeah, and you're gonna yeah. have to teach how to right. pray. So, how do how do you all balance that? Like adding in the scriptures, and, and let's look at the, what's the what does the word say without it being where you can teach them that and and show them because this is what we live by, and then also teaching them how to pray for themselves so they can understand like, hey, if you can't get to me real quick, you still have a father in heaven that you can talk to. And what you're talking about is just them having a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Simply put. Uh, I tell my kids all the time, if I if I never put anything in you, if I was to die tomorrow, if God was to call me home tomorrow, if I was to ever put anything, I, that's what I want you to know, is that do you ha make sure you have a relationship with God because that takes you somewhere in and everywhere. And we we have to pull back on, I, I let me speak for myself, I have to pull back when I was a teenager. There were some things that I just didn't quite understand. I grew up in this from a baby. Yeah, yeah, me too. Then there were some things I didn't quite understand, but as I grew, I understood. Uh, nowadays, these kids, I, I think they, we all need Jesus, and we all need his protection in his hand. But these kids today, they're dealing with some things that mm -hmm. we just didn't absolutely deal with. Normally, you had to go and find trouble. Right. You had to go get around the wrong crowd. Right. Now the crowd is standing in your face, right, right, and saying, "Hey, you know, are you gonna do this? If not, almost making you do it, and you got to be able to stand." So, uh, definitely, I understand. We were uh, having a conversation. I was having a conversation with somebody not too long ago, but think these school shootings that are happening now—they're mm -hmm. happening in every 
every environment, I, I think to everybody is normal until something comes in and interrupts that normality. Right. You know, but now we as the children of God are seeing things that are happening around our kids. And we have to teach them, you got to learn how to depend on God for yourself. Right. If your mother, if your father is not there, if they're not there, you got to learn how to call on God. You got to have that relationship. And I tell my kids all the time, make sure you do that. Uh, my wife started this uh, when she began to be a, a stay-at-home uh, wife, stay-at-home mom. And before the kids would go to school, she would pray with them. I had the slightest clue because I was just getting up going to work every day. And one day I think I was taking them to school, and she said, okay, y'all, let's pray. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's the best thing that could have ever happened. So now I work uh, Monday through Thursday week. I'm off on Fridays, and before they go to school, Pull them into the office. And the one thing I always tell them to do is you don't ever throw God a prayer. If you're going to pray to God, mean what you're saying. I like that. Mean exactly what you're saying because you don't understand when that prayer is going to come and 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 help you. You know, and right now it's just you got to understand God is on your side. So when taking a test, you got to understand that's just not a coincidence that you passed the test when you prayed to God about it. God helped you to pass that test. Right. You know, if, if something was to happen, Whatever the case may be, you got to know that when you call on God, I know a lot of times when you talk about men of faith and just us being of faith, people like to say that things were just a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's not. Right. Not even close. And that's why I, I, I put inside my kids. You got to make sure you have that relationship. So. Yeah. I, I think also <clears throat> the Bible gives it to you. Mm-hmm. And it says first natural, then spiritual. Right. So before I can teach you who God is, I got to first show you who you are, you know, what is, what, what, what is, what is a man, you know, what is a father, you know, from a young man's standpoint, from a young, young girl's standpoint. And what, it, what has helped me is being, as Charlie said, open-minded to those things, because you do have your, I think a lot of times our reactions to the, to the events that happen in life are more so um, out of fear, you know, you want to always protect them. You know, make sure they have everything, they have all the needs, and make sure they're never hurt. You know, that's just a common, you know, common uh, thing, I think, in any real dad or real parent, right? And so when there's things in place that happens, a lot of times the fear jumps in before, okay, is this a thing for me to be fearful of or mm-hmm. is this a thing for me to be uh, an opportunity? And when we learn to look at it maybe from that point of view, in the sense of, okay, is this opportunity for me to teach? Because, uh, I mean, waking up every day, that's an opportunity to teach many things about God, life, period. Right. So I know one of the things, like I said, that has helped me was being open-minded to those things and realize, okay, well, once I was once 18. I was once 11. So what does that feel like now for them? And as he stated, you know, if you just take the time, if you take the time to just have a conversation with them, I mean, if you go, I mean, go back to the Bible. When Christ was was preaching, he used parables. He used natural things, farming, uh, seeds. Okay. You understand know, people to, in that time. Yeah, well, they understand. I know for Paul and I, with all my kids, I didn't mean all of them, I, I'll come around with basketball. I could use some of uh, basketball term. He gets it and then turn around and find a scripture that's supported. And like, ah, because it's going to open up his understanding, right. finding that common ground. Right. So 
they're going to go through things. It's, I mean, ain't no different than what we went through. Might be on another level because today's generation is, man, it's, yeah. it's crazy. But knowing how to sit, listen, which is the main thing. Right. Listen to them when they're talking. Because a lot of times that, that's what we don't do. They're talking and, they, and they're really trying to get it out. But we're so busy on focusing on the whatever got us you know, mentally for that day. Or we're so focused on the issue or whatever happened that we fail to hear what they're trying to get over to you. And when you can show them that, hey, I, you got my eyes, you got my ears, you got my heart. I'm hearing everything that you said and let them talk. You'll be able, you, it's like God will give it to you. That's really what I want to say. God will give it to you. Because as you're uh, uh, dealing with the, the natural side, you'll hear that spiritual application begin to speak out of you. Because what's in your heart should be God's word. Right, right. And as you, you know, out, 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 uh, what is it? Um, out of your belly should flow. Rear the living, water. living water. So at that moment, your kid is going through a, 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 a issue that's life-threatening to them at that moment. It's a natural thing, but in that moment, that's like death to them because they're in a situation where they can't figure it out. But while you're talking and you say you didn't feel the Holy Ghost and you're in your rightful place, he'll give you the word of life that they need at the time which will bring life to their situation. And what it does, it reflects who God is and how they can depend on God because they'll see it for him, for themselves. That's what that word means. This is the situation, so here's the application to fit that situation. And this is how they, as he stated, the light of why I need to have my relationship with God, why I need to be saved, and why I need to pray, how, why I need to know who God is. Right. So that's what it is for me. And I would also just, just add to that. Um, like, so for me, um, my parents used to, and I, I told you this in the last podcast that I was on uh, many, 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 many moons ago. <laughs> um, my parents used to always during the week, faithfully, not reli- not religiously, faithfully, right? <laughs> and, and have us on our knees. And not just like... Is this pre, like you being, like just this bringing is, you up? This is before I knew the Lord, <laughs> but he still knew me, right? So like, <laughs> like six, seven, right? Six, seven, eight, uh, eight, nine, ten, right? Um, but during the week, we would just, they like, come on y'all, it's time to pray. And it would be like intercessory prayer. <laughs> at church so I'm talking about somebody start off in song <laughs> somebody might catch the chorus you know what I'm saying and then and then after that we would go into prayer like we would we would go into prayer now this this is this is the the I'm laughing but it's it's actually a good thing and absolutely and, and no, yeah, it explains yeah. a lot it, it absolutely does. But this is the thing, though, right? So when I was young, I didn't really understand. Uh, you know, sometimes you get down there and the spirit will fall so heavy, like you have no other choice but to get in the chair. Right. Sometimes you get down there, you go to sleep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you get down there, you don't say nothing. And you probably fall asleep at the last little bit of it, right? Right. So how long goes you down there? Probably about maybe 45 minutes. Right. You know what I'm saying? But this was like several times during the week. Right. Or like two or three times, right? So, but when I got saved as a young adult, I knew how to pray. Right. It came back like I ain't never left. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it was in me. Right. Even when I was doing my own thing, I didn't even reverence prayer or anything like that. Like, right. 
I don't know. I guess I was just a vagabond. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm being like, I didn't, I didn't pray at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was just doing, I was just used to doing my own thing. But when I got back saved as 20, at 21 and I started to pray and develop that prayer life, I knew what to do. And those things helped me. So when Carol was younger and we've been doing this since she was like, um, I, I just want to maybe three or four, right? Like, we always pray with her at night, both of us. We go in there, and we don't just say, like, God, let me go to sleep. No, no, we teach you how to pray, right? right? Because you, all it is is having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And before you can really live for God, and um, as Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, just do what I say, then you need to have that relationship, and you need to know what that's about. Okay, well, if I'm a good father, right, then if I'm good to my children, then it's easier to explain the relationship right. of God right. the Father to them. Right. Right. And so, and, and, I, and I'll wrap it up like this. And so, when it comes to having a relationship with God, maybe as a seven-year-old, you don't get, you don't dot every T and cross every I because, you know, I, of course I still like bring in the word with things like that, right? Not, cross not, every I? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't cross the I. You don't cross the vines. Let me tell you that. Bless the child. As a seven year old, you do not cross the vines. <laughs> uh, um, but but you 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 begin to see them develop, and as they mm-hmm. get older, their relationship will come. Right. Somewhere in service, or somewhere at some point in time, the spirit of God will come, and it'll be real for them. Right. Or relate. Some will happen, and it'll be real for them. So, I was telling them, Charles, like I I didn't uh. I didn't tell too many people, you know what I mean? Because it, it was, I don't know, I was, I kind of, it was just Monday, you know, and it still felt surreal. So Monday, um, Monday I get a call, right? I get a call about 8.45. Um, I get a call and it's Carol, right? So we got her a, a watch from, it's like T-Bone will sue that because I didn't think she was responsible enough for a phone yet, right? And especially stuff that comes along with a phone. So got her a watch. You can call, you can text, you can crack your kid, whatever. So she calls me. And she was like, Dad, there's just a shooting out there. I was like, what? She was like, yeah, people was just shooting. I was like, are you okay? Are you hurt? Like, is everything all right? She was like, yeah, I'm good. I was like, okay, I'm on my way. Boom. So I'm pretty sure by now, especially when this airs, like people already know the shooting at Duncanville Fieldhouse. She was a part of that camp. So I go up there. By the time that I talk to her and text her throughout the whole thing, when I finally see her again, Mind you, that was like 8.45. I don't see her again until like 11.30. Well, uh, probably like 10.45, some, some around that time. So um, finally get her back, and before you even leave the parking lot, I'm like, first of all, the peace of God is just, I mm-hmm. feel the peace of God. Yes, sir. That surpasses all understanding. I'm not frantic. My wife had to actually go into work this week because we both worked from home. She had to actually go into work this week. So I have to explain this to my wife as a pregnant wife, right. you know, that what just happened, you know what I mean? Um, so to get back to Kara and the point is, you know, um, I'm asking her all these questions, like what happened? She's telling me it's a normal day. They were about to break out into activity. Um, the, their teacher or their, their, uh, subclass decided to take them to the restroom real quick. Boom. They start hearing gunshots. They hear gunshots. Teacher rushes them all into the restroom. And, um, Within a few minutes, the cops show up. Great response time. All of this. Like, 
the orchestration of everything that happened, I'm like, that can't be nothing but God. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sure it's because of Uvalde and stuff like that. Right. I spoke to a cop. He said they had just had like a, um, you know, uh, active shooter training and all of this stuff, right? So, um, but the thing is, when I was asking Kara, she was telling me like, you know, what happened? And she was like, you know, they was rushing us into the bathroom and, you know, all these girls and boys that was crying and things like that. And I was like, were you crying? I was trying to see the state of her mind right, right, without right. directly asking her because she might not know how to just directly say like how she really feel. I was like, were you crying? She was like, no. I was like, wow. I was like, um, well, were you scared? She was like, no. I was like, well, what was you doing while everybody was crying in the bathroom? She was like, I was praying. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> she was like, I was praying for people and myself that we wouldn't get shot. Yes, sir. The, the first reaction for and response for a seven-year-old seven right. is to pray. Right, You know what I'm saying? And, and that just made me think about all the times that we pray with her and, and all the times that literally, like, when it's time to go to bed, and she be like, I, I just got one more question. And I'll be like, Kara, go to bed. <laughs> I just got one more question. You know what I'm saying? And so she might ask something foolish or she might really ask about God um, or something about scripture. And I lay there. I remember, like, nights and nights, you know, I would just lay there and we would just talk about God. And she would get off topic. But it would still be about God because she was just curious. Right. Kids are curious, man. And it's easy to have that talk or just do something to build that relationship while they're young. Right. So that when it does come time to be serious with God or a serious situation mm-hmm. happens, like God knows. He already knows what's happening. But for them, they may go to the only things that they know. And if you put it in them early. Right it's easier for them to grab on. Just like us when we go through trials. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So That's probably the thing I think about being, like, having a a toddler myself, right, or an infant myself. How do I take what I, you know, what I know, especially right. when it comes to, like, spiritual. Yeah. Because you're like, I feel like more than anything, like you said, right, that's what I want you to have. Yeah. Right. Because if you have this, you can get everything. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. if I have God, as long as I got King Jesus, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if I, but but that's true. That's a true yeah. statement. If I have God, I can have everything else. And you already kind of started like talking about it. But how do you lay that foundation for your child's faith? You know what I mean. Maybe people like like me. That's that's literally goes through my mind. Like how am I going to put this in? Right. It's more caught than taught, especially when they're young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because their understanding may may not be able to grasp everything that right. you are willing to give them, even if you break it down to layman's terms. But if they see you, you know, worshiping, you know what I'm saying, in church, or, you know, if they hear you praying, or if you have them by you, by, you know, on the bedside a couple times a week, you know, <laughs> praying, you know what I'm saying, then... That's how you lay the foundation. Are there things that work and you find that don't work? You're like, no, I can't do that no more. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, you go ahead. No. It's something that my parents used to do, and I go back to my childhood because that's what laid the foundation for me. Right. Uh, I remember being a very young kid, and we started out, you know, my dad, would, we would come home, we would take the chairs from the table, and everybody, we get on our knees, and we pray. Um. It we graduated to where uh, we would come home from school, and we we joke about it now, but we would go around, play follow follow the leader with my pops, clean up the house, and then he would sit down, and he would open up the word, 
Anderson thing we talked about. It. My dad was a Sunday school teacher. I mean, when I said so he was practicing on y'all right before he. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, my, my pops, my pops was uh, he would come home from work. We have a biscuit and orange juice, <laughs> and he he have a book or he be in his word, and sometimes he'd be right there just. But I always saw him in his word. When my when you talk to my dad now, it's always something out of the word that he's going to regurgitate mm-hmm. because that's what he knows that that's what he put down in us. My mom, you know, we come home and it, we've all had them. You know, my mom, you hear us speaking in tongues. She was a praying woman. One thing my mom would always do, if she said something, you can by guarantee it was going to happen. What I'm getting at is, is that with my kids now, you know, we talk. And I'm not going to sit there and say I do it on a consistent basis, but I do it enough to where they know we pray together. We talk about certain things. You know, uh, a lot of times I know school can sometimes get in the way, but like during the summer, We've kind of started it back where, like every Thursday, you know, I tell them to go grab a scripture or go grab a chapter. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. And what that does is when you start talking about it at home, you, you, you reinforce those things that they hear at church. So not that they're just going, but now we're seeing talking. it lived out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're seeing it lived out. We're talking about it. And now the pastor's getting up on the pulpit and talking about the same things. And saying some of the very same things, the applications and some of the same, very same things that you're already telling them. So now it has, it's solidified now. Yeah. It's solidified in them. And it may not come out where they running and jumping around in the service, but it's in them. Right. You know, I, I want to go back to what Tony was saying. Excuse me. <coughs> you train up a child. Mm. You train up a child in a way that they should go. You put those things in them. Those things were put into me my childhood and I try to do the same thing with my my children now you know it didn't matter the age you know one thing that you were saying I think you were saying about you know where do you start just keep them in church keep them in church it's it's not I mean if one can't go make sure the other takes them you know make sure that they're in church I look at uh, I think it's uh, I think it's Jock and Keisha (laughs) that little son and I noticed, you know, he got a little tambourine in his hand. He just, he looking at everybody, he jumping. But it becomes a part of them Mm -hmm. if you take them early. And now it's not that it's hard now to explain. You can't do this when they're like 12, 13 years old. Now you really want them in church. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to start them out young. Once you start them out young and it's already in there, it makes it a lot easier. I think you were saying something about it makes it a whole lot easier to explain those things to them. It's hard trying to and I know some people, it's hard trying to do it, do that when it's later on in their teenage life. Right, right. You know, they're getting into things and you don't want them in a part of things or they're watching things or they got certain friends. You start them out early, they kind of steer away from some of those things. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, it's, it's, I mean, this, this question is a good one because there's so many answers you can plug into right. it. But I think for me, it's also – Picking back off what he said, it's the relationship you have. Uh, well, it's it's relationship period, right? It's one thing to train them up at home, right? And like like Apostle said, you know, you, once you get it across the pulpit, well, I've done my job. Then the other part is for you to take it home right. and to build upon that. Right, right. And I think that's where a lot of parents fall prey to is the fact that just because it, the pastor said it, 
it's good. You got a good understanding. No, nah, that ain't true. Because sometimes, you know, it's over their head and they look deer in headlights. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. But you taking that time to really break it down to them. And one thing I, I love about our ministry is that I mean, we got some awesome youth leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, Children's Church, I think you're the assistant pastor. I'm up there. Yeah, you're up there. Yeah, so we have. So we have Minister Charleston Lewis <laughs> and, and, and Minister Charlie Hines. And, but just knowing, how, and I can tell you the benefits of it. So my, my kids came home one day, and I think they went over the Sunday school lesson, and he was talking about, I think, Jesus before he was crucified. Yeah. And so my daughter, she's listening, you know, and she ain't hard to say too much to nothing. She may say, you know, you asked how it was good. About before church was even out, well, maybe five minutes into the car, whatever was said that night, I, he, she was like, man, he was almost, he was preaching. We used to have church. Up there. I said, man, I should have came up. <laughs> you know? So, but she was so in tune with what was going on. Her and her brother, when they got in the car, man, they was just, dad, did you know that he had, they sent thousands of men to come arrest one man? That stuck with her the entire, she talked about it for maybe two to three days. And I had to send them a text like, man, I don't know what you said, but I appreciate you because they, they've they been talking about this for days. So I began to ask them, what is one of the things that we can do here at our house to enhance their learning, to even partner with you to make it even easier for them mm-hmm. to, to gain a better, a, a deeper love for the word of God? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of told me, hey, we know we're going to Sunday school lesson. But from that point on, it became a relationship or a partnership between him and I. Because I realized what you're doing here in this building, I have to reciprocate that at the right, house. Right. And if I'm doing my job here and you're doing your job there, then they have no choice but to be successful. Like fanning that flame. You see yeah. this, right. this is this is a flame. How can I make this? How can I make right. it grow? You know, and I think many times um, looking at a, a baby tree, you know, when it's first, if you ever if you ever get a chance to watch a tree, it in some yards they'll have like this wire around it, right. like, like a little wire fence. And, and when you first see it, it looks weird. Like, why do you have a baby fence around the tree? Like, that don't make sense. But then if you understood what was the purpose, mm-hmm. it's so that the tree would grow up straight. Right. Like you're about to still preaching, ain't you, no. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> what scripture are you coming from? Do, do the wrong. I mean, you, you're going to. In matter of fact, I'll get you to read it for me. Six. Six. Six and five. Oh, he really did have a scripture. <laughs> <laughs> so let me know when you got it. What? Read. <laughs> And he said unto him, uh-huh. no, that's not the scripture. Um, <laughs> and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Okay. And then you jump to verse seven and it says, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy heart. I mean, I'm sorry, upon thy hand, they shall be as a frontlet, frontlets between thy eyes. So, so many words, just like that fence is around that little tiny, that tiny tree, that's the way we're supposed to be with the word of God. To make sure that they're growing up, train up a child in where he should go, mm-hmm. that they grow up right. It's going to always give you the opportunity to, to present the word of God. We just have to be paying attention and then understanding this is what it is. Like he stated, every night when they went to bed, when they went to bed, Talking about God, showing them how to pray, driving down the street. You know, yep. today's society is going to give you a ton of opportunities to pour in 
your understanding about God and who he is to you and how he is supposed to be with you. The first thing he said is this, you love God. Mm-hmm. Enhance your relationship first. Mm-hmm. Because kids, as he stated, kids, uh, they, they catch it. So in some of the words, they don't listen to what you say. They watch what you do. So if they see you praying, like he stated, coming to the house and you hearing your mom praying, or you seeing your father reading the word of God with a biscuit and orange juice, you know, <laughs> he ain't going to forget that. But beyond that, he saw him feasting naturally right. and spiritually. Right. So that stuff sticks with you. So by you showing that and you 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 emulating that every day, they, they pick up what they say. You know, it's like you put a ball in your kid's hand. He going to either shoot it the way you shoot or he going to come up with his own idea. Well, I would much rather you, should, especially if I got a good shooting percentage, right. let it go. It would be crazy, right? Like for Steph Curry to let his son just do his own thing. You'd be like, well, no, I'm, I'm going to show you how to do this. show you how to do it. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I have the rest. And, and like you said, like, my relationship first, it starts with me. Starts with you. And I guess it goes back full circle, being the head of the house, mm-hmm. being the leader right. in the house. Right. You know, if you start it, then you'll see it trickle down throughout the house. And uh, do you always have to have an answer? No. no. Absolutely not. Nope. That would that would be uh, very unwise of you. As <laughs> yes. As yes. To always have the answer. But unfortunately, I get it. Some people always think that they do because how their kids portray them or see them. I think it's even better if, if your kids uh, are able to see you learning as well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and learning even with them, especially when, you know, they have those hard questions. You know, sometimes you can even give an answer that you think, you know what I'm saying, is the right thing to say, or you can just say, you know what, I don't know. Let's just go to the Word of God and see. Right there. You know what I mean? Because – a good student is always learning, right? right? right. Um, a good leader is some is for the most part he's following something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously it's Christ, right? A good spiritual leader is always following Christ. Um, a good CEO um, mm. of a company is always looking mm. <laughs> is always looking to innovate, right? And in order to innovate, you have to know um, what's currently working. You have to know how things are going in the company, and you have to see the the um, the market that you're in and you try to innovate to try to stay ahead of the change, right? But but the point is, is that you're still learning. You're, you're never going to say, oh, I've made it and I maxed out Kodak, right? right? They, they could have went to digital way before. Right, right, right. <laughs> digital, Netflix. Right. You know what I'm saying? Blockbuster, they, they missed that. Blockbuster. Yeah. They, they missed their turn, you know what I'm saying? Because they thought that they were good where they were and somebody stopped learning along the way. Right. You know what I mean? So, That's good. That's good. That I, I love it. So we've talked about like kids, but how does working with your spouse affect the kids? That's 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 Man, the meat. We knew that one. That <laughs> <laughs> they go back to your answer. You have to have all the answers. Uh, no, uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm reading I'm reading a book and it's um, titled "Man After God's Heart," and the guy's name is Tim George. And one of the things he says in the book that it's a partnership. And he was saying that for a male, uh, especially if you have, you know, sons, they're going to mirror whatever you do. Because you got some men out there, they think it's iron fist. No. And then that's how you run the house. No. You know what I mean? You get ready like Hitler. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> you got, but you got some men that think that's how yeah. you run the house, you know. You do what I say, and that's it. Like, 
no, you right. have to raise them to see that that's not the way. No. They they have to see you taking care of your wife. They have to see you loving your wife. You know, her kid, they have to see that because at the end of the day now, you don't want them doing that early on, but it's when you get married, it is a partnership. It right? is. And you got to know that you have to be able to work together. Right. You know, uh, you, you got to do that. As far as being a, a, a I think me and now just kind of to your point, you know, it's not that at all. Right. It's, it's not. And it's so easy to be, const, you know, construed that that's the way that you're doing. Um, I think a lot of times men have to be, you know, in this world now where testosterone is something, there's something wrong with that, you know. Right, and right. To have this, 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 this male ego. E- yeah, ego uh, and all. Yeah. You know, that's honestly, that's something that makes a man, but you have to keep it in check. Right. Is what you have to do. Um, the man is, he has to lead out. And you have to look at it that way. Um, when things go awry, who's, First of all, who who's society going to look at? If something happens in your family, who's, who's society going to look at? They're going to look mm-hmm. at that male. Right. You know, uh, it, it might be both of y'all, but it's going to start at the head. They're going to look at that male. Who's God going to look at? You have a mandate. You know, who's God going to look at? God's going to look at you. Uh, I was looking, we were on vacation, and you said it earlier about the kids. You know, you treat them as they have a soul. I was listening to, I think it was a, Jimmy Evans parent? Yeah, uh, Karen and Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. yeah. And he was saying something. Everybody was asleep. And he said that, you know, he was talking about marriage. And this was some years ago. Uh, almost maybe, forget how long. But he mentioned, he made a statement. He said that you have to treat your wife as a soul. She has a soul. And that kind of did something for me because now it's how you deal with with your wife, you know, I get it. A lot of times when you growing up and you young, me and my wife, we got married young. And a lot of times when you growing up, you, you kind of learning things about each other. You mm-hmm. know, you've lived this life so long by yourself. She's lived that life so long. So you got to try to figure out how to make that mesh. And but sometimes depending on if you're young, getting married young, you don't really know who you are yet. You don't. No, you're you still don't. learning things you about don't. yourself. You know, I, was, I think unless, I was, unless, unless you're trying to you're me. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was something that I had. Yeah, it was something I had, to, I had to find out. I thought I was the most mature person. I got married at 25 and I thought I was, man, I was so immature. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, man. But I had to find out about myself. And what I did find out too is that, and me and Paul were talking about this, God will deal with that head first. All the time. He right. would deal with that head first. It may seem like everything else is like, I did, God would deal with with you first. When God start dealing with you, and if you ain't sensitive, you know what? You just going to keep on hitting your head and hitting your head. Because if you have the mind to want to be the head of that household in the way that God has stated, not in the world where, right, this this, this my way, you do this. No, it does not work like that. And when you put God first, believe me, you, God will put you where, you know. He'll check you. Yeah. yeah. Where you are that 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 head and you're respected as such. You know, uh, apostles talk to us about that plenty of times. You have to earn that. You don't just go and say, oh, I'm, I'm just because you're the, the man or whatnot. Right, no, right. you're not just the man. You're behind me, woman. <laughs> 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 no. 
but you you have you have to earn that and that's something that i can really appreciate about my pastor i can appreciate that about my parents about late uh, bishop paul cameron jr that was something that they instilled that you have to do it and you know i would i would just add man um i don't know if you know people heard it. i know that we've heard we've heard it that you know marriage is not 50 50 it's 100 100 right um and as I stated earlier about just being a leader, um, as a young man, what you'll learn is being a leader and ever learning. What you'll learn is, is that you have to know how to have a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And not, and I don't mean just like with the opposite sex, your wife. You know, I mean like if you know how to have a relationship, right? Like if you've ever studied that or thought about it, you know, in any regard with, you know, your dad, your grandparents, your mom, you know, as you continue to grow up, then you'll know how to have a relationship with somebody that you don't even know that you're trying to get to know as you do life together. Yep. Even your kids, you know what I mean? I know one, for me, like, I, I value relationships, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because um, that's just the type of person who I am. You know, I, I really value relationships. I can be with you. I can be without you. I know how to be... Uh, with you, and you you think I'm with you, but I ain't with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, just like just, <laughs> no, you're not. No, but but seriously, like that dichotomy. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the dichotomy is you think I'm with you. No, nah, just like no, but seriously, like um, when it comes to to answer your question, when it comes to working with your spouse, you have to know a couple of things that I like to look at, right? Because what marriage taught me is that I can't just I won't just look at this woman as far as you know, it's her life and then it's my life, right? It was different for me because my wife is uh, Italian and white, right? Her dad was Italian and her mom was white. Why your eyes get big? Because we know this. <laughs> as, I, as I scoot closer to the mic, you know what I mean? Nah, just no, but um, so so she would tell me, I remember a lot of times she would tell me, um, you know, we was learning marriage. She was like, you need to be more embracing. And I was like, what you mean embracing? <laughs> I am embracing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it wouldn't be like when we're arguing, it would be like, what would you uh, like to see change? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm big on that. I want to be the man that you dreamed of, right? And I want you to be the woman that I dreamed of. Now, you may can't be a hundredfold, but, you know, this is what I mean by that. So I looked at her childhood. I looked at her parents. I looked at how she was raised. And we had the conversation of, when you was younger, did you do this? Now, black people, a lot of black people, we, we do the same thing, right? right. Peanut butter and jelly. Serve right. sandwiches. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. But, you know, with her, um, her dad is like one of the nicest. nicest more than nice. Right. I don't know. He just, he too humble. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You know, but <laughs> is there a such thing? You feel me? It is um, now. <laughs> um, no, but he, he's always, almost, never gonna say no, and not even in the in the point of like, oh, they're bratty, right? It's like he's there, there. Like you what you've been talking about. What I've been talking about, and what we've been talking about. Like, right. like he's he's truly there, and so I started to look at that, and then I started to look at me, and it's not that she was saying she was complaining about my character, but. Every girl that has a dad in her life is going to look at that man 
and then want to see some characteristics. Basically, they thought my father was a good father. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. <laughs> like, especially you know, um, you know, if he's a good father, she's going to see what some of those characteristics, and she's going to want to continue to feel that. And if something is totally opposite, then you may or may not have a problem depending on you, the person. Right now, I'm a big fan of, you know, um, being great at communication. You know what I'm saying? So, like, me and my wife, we talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, even uh, when it was early, like, I don't really remember the last time we had an argument because I'm the type to, I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, you know what? Let me hear what you have to say, and I'm going to listen, and I'm not going to say nothing because I want to hear it, and I want to understand it from your perspective because that's how you truly feel, and no person, if you allow them, really has the opportunity, The really has the voice to shut you down like that. Right. Especially me being so close to your heart. I need to, I need to be able to understand. So that's how we got through a lot of our disagreements. Now, this is the thing. I may not fully agree to what you're saying, but as long as the conversation comes to a close as me agreeing to disagree and you agreeing to disagree, then that's fine because we're going to have an end to that situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not the fact that, you know what, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it either. Well, fine. Well, then somewhere in her heart, that still remains. And that continues to build until one day she blow up and you're wondering why she talking about something for six months ago. Girl, that was six months ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but you always do. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so for me, like I said, I'm big on communication. So I want to know. I want to understand. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I haven't learned it all. I've never been a husband before. You right. know what I'm saying? And even if, you know, let's just say you were married before and you were a husband or a spouse again, like you don't know this person. You never been married. You never been with this person. So right, right. when you're when you're learning that person and like I said earlier, I have my personal goals. Me and my wife have goals and then I have, we have family goals. If my goal if I can make my goals align with her goals and my family's goals. It's gonna be it's gonna be smoother. Um, that's how we were able to pay off debt so quickly is because we were both on the same page. You know this with anybody. If you're working with anybody right. and y'all both on the same page and have the same understanding, sometimes you can be trying to create something like a new project or something like that in the job, and you'll be like, "What do you think about this?" You bouncing ideas off each other now. Right. You're not butting up against something. It's not something that you're gonna be like. Go to a meeting and you always know John. John gonna always have something to say, but never come up with a resolution right, or never right. try to be understanding because right, right. he has his own mind frame and nothing outside of that makes sense. Right. But that's not that's not how I operate when it comes to communication. I'm going to be understanding. Is no I I can't not be understanding because that's how conversations work. That's how any no matter what your love language is, every woman wants an understanding man. Let me ask you something right there. How important is that? Um, in my marriage, it's everything. For me, because for one, it makes it go so much smoother. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, what do you plan on doing this year with um, as far as vacation? What do you plan on doing this year as far as like finances? My family, we like when I learn something. My wife doesn't necessarily have to be interested in it. And if she's totally not interested in it, then it's just personal. It's like my goal that I'm trying to get to. But I guarantee 
that when I first started reading books and all of this and learning about finance and stuff like that, and we would be in the car, she's talking about her day and everything that went wrong, and then I'd be like, you know what, I read something today that said this, and then you would be interested. It may pique interest, but you may not be out fully on board. But as the head of the house, I don't necessarily have to make you do something. But when I show so much interest in something and I keep coming back to you and we have that type of conversation, we're like, wow, he's really interested in this. Like, let me see what this is about. You know, at least you'll be at least halfway interested. However, if it's a goal together, then I need to know your thoughts about it. What do you think about it? What's your understanding about it? You know what I'm saying? So then I can be an understand and then you and then I can say, you know what? If we're trying to do something financially, we're trying to save a hundred thousand, if we're trying to invest a hundred thousand, I need to know what's your understanding so we can make a game plan to go. You know, like even when it comes to bills, yeah, I pay the bills, but we budget together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll never let I have I have all <coughs> the passwords, but you have access to to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's everything because that's how you do life together. Life is, we have the same bank account, one bank account, right? right? Most of the money goes in there. Now, what we started doing lately is we started, um, you know, maybe you, and it, it, the because women like to shop, right, that's a given. I'm not saying you can't do that, but let's take care of the family goals first. Mm-hmm. And then everything else in there, that's, that's for you. If you want to take... That portion, we, what we broke it off is 80, 10, 10. 80, 80 in the pot, 10 is yours to do or whatever, 10 is mine to do or whatever. Obviously, the other 10% is going towards Tyre. Now, as we get more kids or, or as you continue to grow children, then it's 70, 10, 10. You take 10% and you break that up into uh, college funds. You break it up into their savings account or you go 60, 10, 10. You know what I'm saying? But when you budget, you can do stuff like that. When you have those type of conversations, then you so understanding with each other that you really don't have to argue because my first response to whatever your issue is is not defense. So is this something you grew up seeing or something you just kind of like not not to be too personal? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't mind. Um, my my parents they did communicate, but not on this level. You know what I'm saying? Um, the more I started to read. And not just the word of God, but just things outside of the word of God, outside of the word of God, like personal development stuff. When I start to better myself, then I can bring it back to the family. That's part of being a leader, though, right? Absolutely. It's not just about I'm trying to better myself right. all the I'm, way around. Absolutely. So I can then lead my family. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's, it's always about learning and right. trying to move forward and trying to understand more. Right. Like. Uh, I know we were talking about we probably going into a whole another like yeah yeah but it's I mean it's fine it's um one thing I I would say not even just our spouse is elder like some of the elders y'all never made probably he probably he probably can assess this too like us feel like we don't know something if we do know mm-hmm. y'all will take that and say oh that's good and that's you know that's important because that makes me like hey I want to keep learning right. If if you can look at another man that's even older than you and say, right. and he can give you that, like, yeah, that's good, right? Because I was going to ask a question earlier. How do you? How does the father know he's training his children correctly? And sometimes, when somebody else that's older than you that's been there and they've already and they're like, no, you're doing a good job, mm-hmm. uh, and they and they're taking what you say, right? And so when you can see, 
being a man is not just like you said. It doesn't stop. It doesn't matter. You don't you don't look at somebody that's younger. You they have good advice. And they say that's good. You know what I mean? Or you, you know, I um, not just the word of God, but God is like there's stuff in the world that I can right, learn right, right. and bring back. Like you said, naturally, right, right, because I have to know, right? Who, like you praying, but you like you also spending all the money. You like that's not a good leader, right? Right? You know what I mean? You're not. You know what I mean? Like now, sometimes I understand everybody's people may struggle. They may have times where they they struggle and things like that. Stuff may happen where you know you just can't get something down. But if it's if you're a good man, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. So I travel for work, and when I first got to New Jer- New Jersey, I, I stepped off at like the plane. It's probably like close to the, almost midnight at LaGuardia Airport. Um, I see. I see it's homeless people, homeless couple. I'm like, hold on, they getting on the shuttle with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I was like, because he was just yeah. arguing with somebody. I'm like, hold on, now, right, like right, right. it's just me and my luggage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna go. It was a, it was a man, it was a woman with this man. I was there for three weeks, so I'm coming back. That's where my plane also leaves back out. As I'm going to my terminal, I see those same couple. She's still out there with him. So I was like, some kind of way. I don't know if he just fell on hard times. I don't know what it is, but obviously she sees him as a good man and she's willing to sleep on this bench with him. So while she was sleeping, you saw him just up watching. I, I saw her. I was like, wow. it's for three weeks. This woman has followed this man. I don't know mm-hmm. how long she's been following, but I know for at least three weeks, right, right. she's followed this man from bench to bench. So that's why when it does working with your spouse does mean a lot because they'll see if you're a good man and you're leading like you're supposed to. I mean, you heard it like she'll follow you. She'll Mm -hmm. stay with you until you can get back on your feet. And it's important to be those type of men that are willing to not just be God fearing because that's where it starts. Right. Not just being God fearing, not just reading the Bible and showing them how to, but then also teaching them like things of life. Right. Like, I know we're not in the stone age, but I'll use it for example, how to make a fire. How to, you know what I mean? Like how to fish, right? Like how to work. It's important that your son see you get up and go to work. You know what I mean? It's important for her to see you you pray. You talked about it, right? It's important for them to see you loving your spouse. And then work how important is it for how important has your spouse been in picking up the slack on the areas where you can't? Man. (laughs) So 21? 21 years, and if I could write a book, it'd probably be a lifetime story, bro. Just, just to be honest with you. No, no. Like the lifetime? Yeah, like lifetime. Like like for like real. Where the like women the women win? Well, <laughs> if she win, it because I won, and vice versa. Well, so. on lifetime, it's always some weak joker. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the BET well, special lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, man, I, I'll be honest, man, Nicole is a blessing to me. Um, it's, it's one of those things as we talked about having a, a, a partner and, and, and Nicole is just one of those, man. She, she's phenomenal. She's, she's, she's beautiful. She's hardworking. She's a go-getter, um, people person, you know, she, she doesn't meet a, a stranger, including the tree. If the tree would could talk back, she would, it, she would talk to her, but she has a heart of gold. I think her weakness is that she cares for people and she cares for them strongly. Um, 
there's been some times, man, and I'll, I'll use a, a recent one. Um, most of you know, for the past, what, three, almost four years, um, body was struck with auto, autoimmune disease called dermatomyositis, dermatomyositis. So what it does, it affects your skin and also weakens your muscles. Um, it's like your your body is fighting against itself mm-hmm. instead of, you know, bacteria and things. So it can affect your heart, your lungs, liver, uh, you, I mean, your eyes swell. Of course, everybody kind of saw that. And muscle weakness is, is crazy. I remember when I first went to the doctor, a rheumatologist, you know, they gave me the privilege of working out. So, you know, I'm seeing a little growth, just a little bit. Don't say nothing, just a little bit. And so he first saw me. He's like, okay, dude, do you have any weakness? I'm like, no. So he's pushing my arms down, testing my leg strength, and everything is just solid. A few months after that, it was the weirdest thing. Like, I couldn't barely move out of the bed, right? Went to go pick up a basketball, and I couldn't even bounce it. Pick it up to shoot it, and I didn't have the strength in my shoulders to pick a ball. You know, that has air in it, but I couldn't lift it up. It got so bad to one day to walk to the car because I had to get a uh, certain procedure done. I'm walking like this, you know, because my legs felt like it was just they were full of arthritis in so many words. So the the worst I've ever gotten was when the day she had to put help me put on my pants and tie my shoe. I got tears in my eyes because the pride of a man is right. broke. Right. And, you know, it's one thing for it to be broke by yourself. Right. But in front of the person who looks at you for strength depends and on depends you. on you, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. is now in a weak stage and you can't do nothing about it. You know, it's not like somebody holding you down. It's your own body holding you down. For her to stand there and to be that strength to pick up more work, uh, oftentimes she would be up at 2 or 3 o'clock and she's doing interviews or sometimes she would travel. Um, me having a need, you know, three kids, and I got one who's at that time in high school, I can't get a second job. You know, I can't go out and, you know, get a part-time to support what we got. She had to do it all, you know. And the only thing I could do was show my support and, and, and apologize. I mean, I apologize. I don't know how many times. She said, man, stop apologizing. She said, I know if you could, you would. But I know right now you can't. If I didn't have a person like that, man, it, it, it would destroy you mentally. So as he was talking about communication and just being, you know, like Liz Charles saying, just being that leader, and as you alluded to, is very important. In so many words, I think the best way why, why it all goes together, if, if you're ever taking, like, a small mirror and you just held it up to your big mirror in your bathroom and you just kept looking at the different reflections, yeah. that's what that's like. Your kids are going to pick up whatever you do. They're going to live that out to a certain degree. Then they're going to pass it on then that kid's going to mirror that, and it's going to keep passing and keep passing. So if you do it right, mm-hmm. you know, and your father may have failed. Maybe you didn't have a dad in the home, right? Or maybe you didn't have a good example. But if you take the opportunity that God has given us, you're married now. You have kids now. Maybe you messed up in the past. You have a fresh start. Every morning you wake up, you have a fresh start to look and be that image, that reflection in that mirror. And you get to change that 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 legacy is what we talk about. Change that legacy by doing it right, taking the word of God, listening, talking. One thing we don't do, we don't do enough of this. Mm-hmm. We don't we, we're not open when the Bible even tells you to mm-hmm. sit and have communicate and talk. 
Because iron sharpens. Iron sharpens iron. And just like like you said earlier, listen to what he was saying. I've heard it before, but I love it when he was speaking. I, I, I think our college was the last week, mm-hmm. and we talked. We were talking about something else, and at the end, I, I had to take the moment. I felt it. It was like, you're doing an awesome job. Yeah. If nobody packs you on the back, I admire this young man. Because one thing, he's a girl dad. Now he's a girl bro dad. Congratulations about time. But <laughs> after that, after that, <laughs> you know, but you can tell that's his priority. Even with you being a new dad, me and my wife, we were looking. She said, "I don't care what nobody say. If ain't nobody happy being the dad, this man is having to be a father." I think on every Instagram, every Facebook, <laughs> we gonna see the son, or you gonna see him holding his son. Right. You know, and even Lynn Charles. I mean. We, there's a plethora of examples to motivate you, but that's one thing that we don't do. But if we take this opportunity that is given us to let them see what real partnership is, because as he said, love your wife as Christ also loved the church. So mm-hmm. if we if we are reflecting what his words say, mm-hmm. I ain't got to say nothing. Right. I ain't got to open up the Bible. You're looking at it. Right. You know, and when I do talk about God, everything I said, when I do bring in the word of God, my lifestyle should reflect that. Right. It shouldn't be that. I, I can bring in the word, but I'm I'm beating the stew out your mama when she make me mad. Right. Shouldn't be that way. Shouldn't be like that. Especially about the stew. <laughs> stew, you know, yeah. beef, I guess soup. Uh, that's another one of the things, too. You, you hit up on something that when the man of God gets up and preach, you know, those things that you're trying to put inside your kids shouldn't be the opposite. Mm-hmm. It definitely shouldn't be the opposite whatsoever. So uh, I, I think that's very good. Helping you out and whatnot because your kids saw that too. Right. You know, and not only did they see it, or I know it may have been a, a, a strike or a blow to your ego, but they saw. Yeah, yeah. You all together is what they saw, and not only that, it wasn't like she was, you know, knocking you down at every point. Like we don't want you to do that. No, you know she saw that. Oh, yeah, she. You see, you get to see. This is how a golly woman should pick up. That's right. That's right. For her, her husband, yeah. and so even as a man, you, now he knows this is because we always talk about it, and um, a lot of people read they don't realize it, but when you read what is it Proverbs thirty, that's a yes, that's a, a, a mother yep. talking to her son mm-hmm. about what to man, look for. That's good. That's it. Right, and so somebody brought that to my attention, and I was like, it is when you read it. That's this is what's. So everybody love to quote it, right. but you really understand it. This is somebody showing this is what you should look for, mm-hmm. and so now you see it in the home, you know what I mean, and and, and, and you get to that's why it's important for the them to work together. So now she sees this is how I should be with my spouse. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. your, your your son's gonna. This is how a man should lead, and then they're gonna see on the other end. Your daughter, she's gonna say, "Hey, yeah. I should. This is how I'm supposed to jump in right. and pick up the slack." Right. When 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 he's I know he's giving his all a godly man that's giving his all, this is how I should jump in and pick up the slack. I don't want to hold y'all too much longer, but I do have one more question, and I think you all can answer. What is your favorite part, or what do you enjoy most about being a father? Man, everybody smile. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that part. <laughs> seeing them grow. Yeah. Seeing them grow. Seeing the things that you talk to them about that you instill in them. Seeing them grow. You know, just coming home and seeing something done or 
if they're talking to you and they mention something, it's like, oh, you know, you were listening. I mean, and that's a that's a ongoing. <laughs> it's ongoing that you see that, and I, I, I you know, understanding Kalen and I, you know, you see certain things. You you see them growing up. You see that they're still kids, still a teenager, but when they exemplify some of those things that they see you do or uh, I'm going to give a great example T- today we went on a fast my kids went on a fast you know and my daughter uh, I think she had violin lessons so she said uh, before I take lessons I need to go get something to eat so my wife was at the store she took her home got her something to eat but I told her I said God is going to bless you for that my son said you know I'm going to try to go as long as I possibly can. Now, I, back in my day, when we went on fast like that, my parents didn't necessarily put us on fast. And, you know, I even thought that I was going to do it anyway, but my wife called me, and she was telling me, you know, that, uh, I think she, yeah, she told me that they went on, I'm like, I mean, you talking about a proud moment? Mm-hmm. And I told both of them, I said, man, I'm absolutely proud of y'all. Because that means they understand it too. Exactly. They understand what and, it's and, about. And, and so before I went and picked him up, I was having a conversation with my son. I was telling him, I said, and I was explaining to him that when you're going on a fast, you know, you should be putting something out there. You ain't necessarily got to tell me what it is, but don't just go without eating. Right. But it gave me the opportunity to kind of pour into him. Right. That was that double dutch. Right, right. I saw that opportunity and yeah. I jumped in to let him know. But when I say I was a, a, a proud father today, when I heard that on the phone, am I watching TV? <laughs> you know, I mean, just... They, they might not have the level of understanding that I have, but they have some understanding to where, you know what? You can tell know, that's, that it's, yes, it's getting put in Yes, this. absolutely. He want to end, so I'm going to go second. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, I would definitely say um, absolutely, you know, the spiritual things, like, you know, what I talked about earlier. And um, for me, um, you know, I love seeing like a little bit of my character come out. You know what I'm saying? Um, Everybody knows like I'm I'm a lot of But to see it like, to see my kids say something, you know, that's just like hilarious, um, I think is, it it makes me smile because um, like Kara, she's exactly like, they say, you know, if you have a girl crush, she's exactly like a dad. Um, That's what they say. I've known it to be true. You know, <laughs> I know it to be true. I'm living it. I'm living it. Listen. Um, but but not not just like, you know, the the funny things of their character, you know, but the 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 spiritual things of their character and you know, when you talk of have more conversations no matter how young, um, you get to see other things that you talk about that they randomly ask you about. Like my seven year old asking me when she can get a bank account. I'm like, uh, <laughs> hold off on it, right? <laughs> um, and I'm like, and then and then I was like, a bank account? What you need a bank account for? You got a piggy bank. But then I was like, you know what? It's a digital age. Why not? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If if that's what you want to start learning earlier, why not? You know, just just seeing different things out of their character that, like when Charles said, that you talk about or that they hear, or that's, um, you know, definitely. Um, in conversation flows around the house, come back full circle, and they, you know, ask you about or um, 
bring it up to you and stuff like that. Like I will say that. You got you got you got something for us? Uh man, man. It's everything. It's everything about it. It's it's watching them laugh, watching them grow. Like like you said, you're looking at them, they have their own character, but then every now and then you see a little bit of yourself. It's almost like watching yourself and your wife grow up all over again. Yeah. Um and then when they get it, the spiritual side, like they get it. Like the light goes off mm-hmm. and their hunger for God is it's not something that you have pumped and climbed, but it's they gotta be on church in time. Like Tuesday nights, my kids, we gotta go. <laughs> we we got are you going? I'm riding with So they like because of you. No. <laughs> that is not what I said. But what I am saying. Daddy, have you had your shower yet? Because I'm telling you, don't edit this part. I'm going to leave. That's what basically they We say. will be I'm editing this part. But I mean, but just to see that they they want God. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So I, I think the one thing that I can say that I have learned is that, man, they are my life. Okay. You know? I, I for the parents that lost, you know, kids um, in the shooting and in, in, in any time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I never want to imagine that. Um, I, as you were talking about time earlier, just how priceless it is. I think for me, it, it really hit home when Paul was graduating. So he's, he's, he's coming in and out of my room on graduation day. And, and like most kids, well, you know, my kid, uh, he's going around the house saying, uh, call me alumni. I'm like, bro, you got to get the cap on and the towel first. <laughs> I'm surpassing that. I'm alumni now today. It's like, cool. So, but watching him going in and out, my mind is just running with so many thoughts that I remember taking him to school for the first time, him being in the back seat on with shades and we singing, you know, uh, whatever song was on the radio. And then watching him grow his first shot and, you know, when he cried over a girl, all this is going to your mind and those things that, you 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 question yourself. Did I give him enough? Did I say enough? And then even even beyond that, did I give him enough of my time? Mm-hmm. You know. And, and while you were talking, what came to my mind was, you know, do we prioritize? Do we do we prioritize our life to the time we're given, or do we prioritize the time with the life that God has given us? In so many words, how do you prioritize? I mean, which one is more important? Mm-hmm. Is it the time that you have? Or the life that you're trying to live. Mm-hmm. For me, as I got older, man, it's my time. Mm-hmm. Because I can't get it back. Right. So the things that I've learned with them and seen them grow, man, I'll tell you as, as a new father, man, take every opportunity you get. Every picture, every every recording. He may think it's corny when you know when he gets older, but for you, it's everything. It's like gold. You're gonna look back on it and you're gonna wish like, man, I wish I, I would him at this age, and sometimes you're gonna think like, man, can he be a little bit younger than Go back to that age. I never thought, you know, a lot of times we think as as a father, as a guy, I won't even say as a father, as a guy, you think it's corny to say things like cute and stuff like that. But when you become a father, cute, adorable, all that just kind of flows <laughs> on out. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, I, <laughs> you have to be used to it by now. That's all you ever hear. But I, I found a uh, thumb drive with a bunch of pictures of my wife. My son, my son was just—he's—he seems a little bit more quiet now. But as a kid, I mean, he was all over the place, yelling, <laughs> screaming. He got one video where he was just took a guitar. He had a little electronic guitar, and I don't know where he got it from. 
and he was singing a song with my wife. Then all of a sudden, he took the guitar and just started banging. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm like, hold on, what you, what, what you watching? That's but, the kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> but he was that. That's who it was. But I would definitely agree with him. Man, anything you can do, you know, pictures. My wife, she's bad at it. She want to take picture after picture after picture after picture, but. I've come to realize that when I go back and I look at those pictures, like, man, you know, what if she didn't get that shot? Mm-hmm. What if we didn't take a picture here? What if we didn't do a, a redo? hate the redos. <laughs> <laughs> but what if we didn't do the redo? Then we wouldn't have as many pictures as we have to reflect on who they were, how you know, how they grew up. Right. You know, it's it, it's an amazing thing. You just kind of love looking at that, too. My wife loves pictures, so, I mean, you can come to my house, you just got pictures everywhere. <laughs> And but it just kind of gives you a story, you know. This is how they grew up. This is what they were at this age. This is us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it, man. I've enjoyed everything that everybody's had to say today. I know it's way more y'all probably want to say and could say if I gave you all a chance, especially Charlie. Uh, especially <laughs> Charlie. I'm just playing, but I, I'm sure it's as great as it's needful, especially for you know not just fathers, but Christian fathers in this day and time to continue to make sure we have a voice out there because, I mean, the enemy is trying to silence not not just the church, but especially the men because that's who God made the head. Right. And if he can, you know, if he can pull the man out, then he can disrupt the whole family. So uh, I do appreciate you all stopping by and we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hartman. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.